Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's Lodestar's Lending Leaders. Uh, today, we have a return guest, friend of the pod, Roy George, um, managing partner at Moore Lending, who's a correspondent lender based in Miami, Florida. Um, so, Roy, you were um, in the podcast in our first season and glad it wasn't a, a bad enough experience that you wanted to come back again. I really appreciate it. I know we've worked together for a while, so it's always fun, fun to have you on. Um, I know you're at a, a different position than you were last time. You were at a, a large publicly traded home builder, um, their, their kind of in-house mortgage department. Now you're at a smaller correspondent lender. So we'd love to kind of hear about the move, kind of what led to it and then kind of go have a discussion based off that. Sure. So thanks a lot for having me back. And, uh, you know, I was excited to uh, see that when it first came over. I was like, oh, of course, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed being here the first time. I, I definitely made a big move this past year and it's been it's been great uh, more mm -hmm. lending has given me the opportunity to really build a culture uh, built on some of my own values and mm -hmm. we focus on teamwork that's that's what our foundation is mm -hmm. uh, we've got a great group of people here we started out with a small group but I came on board and helped with the transition so we were a broker when I first got here Mm -hmm. And since then, we've uh, achieved going to Correspondent Lender. We've expanded mm -hmm. the footprint. Uh, now we're approved in California, Montana, mm -hmm. uh, Georgia, and uh, our home state of Florida, where we're uh, doing really well. We had an amazing seven months since I've been here uh, of um, just adding new people, getting uh, new MLOs to join the team and just expanding the organization overall, social media, websites, lots of things. Uh, but the transition has been, has been, uh, it's been tiring. That's the right way to put it. You go from being an employee somewhere and mm -hmm. that's great. But uh, you know, when you're responsible for it all, it's, it's a different world of work. Yeah. A little bit of everything. I, I still have times where I'm talking to someone and, and they see my title, they say, oh, I'm talking to the CEO. Um, and I always say the same thing. I say, you're also talking to the jan janitor, but it doesn't look as good on, on a business card. <laughs> That's exactly true, yeah. Jim. I'm in the same boat, man. I'm the president oh. and managing partner of Moore. And at the same yeah. time, I'm you know, doing the paperwork, doing mm -hmm. the, the licensing, the, anything and everything you can think of. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've even originated a few loans this year. I was going to mention that actually, because I saw you, you posted on social media a few months ago, you were going through, I think it was a mortgage broker training or some training course with uh, one of your wholesale partners. Um, so do you feel like you kind of had to unlearn some things or kind of go back to brass tacks? Like what has that kind of untraining, you know, relearning process been like? I got a really good, good opportunity to head out to the UWM facility up in uh, Michigan. Um, and spend some time doing some training on how to get the correspondent lender off the ground. So it wasn't a broker training, it was actually uh, transitioning the broker over to correspondent lending. And okay. that's what that training was for. Mm -hmm. um, it was really, it was really eye-opening. There were a number of things that, um, you know, in my mind, I've always thought, I know what that is. I know exactly how that works. And then I started mm -hmm. doing it myself and I said, oh man, I did not know that, or I need to learn that. But uh, that's been the biggest part is really just getting into all the nitty gritty and understanding the transitional steps. So, so that's been a lot of the, a lot of the work that I've been, mm -hmm. that I've been focused on, man. 
Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of big picture stuff with, you know, working on company culture, hiring, you know, business development, but then it sounds like on the other side, you know, you're dealing with the borrowers, you're dealing with the marketing, you're dealing with actual consumers. What is the, the process now that you're a little bit more closer to the consumer than you were before? How is, how has that felt? What is, what has surprised you about kind of what that experience is like now for someone? So, so really it's about solving for everything, mm -hmm. you know, being in the roles that I've had over the years and the last six or seven years, I've been sitting in an executive suite. I've had an army behind me to do everything. Right? Mm -hmm. And now I'm doing everything. And so I think the, the, the part that you really miss when you go out to start your own, or when you uh, go out to, uh, help a small company become something bigger is really understanding uh, the roll up your sleeves attitude that you yeah. have to have. You know, mm -hmm. in many interviews over the years, um, you know, people ask that question, are you willing to roll up your sleeves and get involved? And it's very different when it's yours, because when it's yours, mm -hmm. there is no rolling up the sleeves. It's like your sleeves are rolled up as soon as you yeah. wake up and all the way till you go to sleep and you're lucky mm -hmm. to get a lot of sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They always say you sleep like a baby, awake crying every three hours. <laughs> or, or, I, I don't wake up crying, but I do wake up with uh, quite a few ideas to jot down. And that, that uh, you yeah. know, that's just a weird stress I, I wake up with here and there. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, always a concern of mine when I'm talking to someone as a potential hire coming from a large company to, to a smaller company like Lodestar, like having to, you know, shift that attitude. And I don't think it's, you know, it's necessarily easy. Um, you know, thinking about, I know you're, you're looking at a lot at realtor partners attacking the purchase market right now. Um, how do you think about the home buying experience? I recently um, polled folks on, on LinkedIn and said, describe first time home buyers in one word. I got about 14 responses. Two of them were positive. Um, two people said like optimistic, um, excited, happy. Everyone else said broke, confused, scared. Um, someone said mortgage-fied, mortgage -fied, right? Like, uh, like mortified. Tired, right? Yeah. So just like, <laughs> you know, um, how do you kind of, uh, what word would you use and how do you kind of approach the, the borrower experience now as you're trying to get a lot of those folks maybe buying their first home? So, so I've got to think about the word, but let me tell you the experience. Yeah, I think the focus has to be on that, exactly the experience, mm -hmm. the, the, whether it's a home purchase, whether mm -hmm. it's a refi, getting them through that experience is the, the most important part. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the right word for what do I think about first-time home buyers mm -hmm. is um, coachable. They need to coachable. be coachable. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's helpful because they usually don't know a whole lot about the process, right? It's very, very vague. I was seeing, um, I was watching um, the news last night and they were talking about rising home prices and, you know, all of the things going on right now with higher interest rates, limited supply, you know, a lot of issues we even talked about a year ago. And there was someone looking to buy a home in Phoenix, I believe. And he was saying, you know, my wife and I are buying our first home. We thought this was going to be like this wonderful emotional process, but this has turned into a business transaction. Right. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I, a lot of the times, that's exactly what it is. You know, it's yeah. a business transaction, and you know, they'd like it to be the the wonderful experience that they think it is when they're on yeah. Zillow or Redfin yeah. or whatever they're on, and they're looking mm -hmm. for a home. They're shopping online, and they're excited about that. 
And that's part of the reason that that customer experience is so important because yeah. you want to be able to maintain the excitement for your customer. Mm-hmm. You know, Jim, last year, um, we did uh, we did a fair number of loans considering the small amount of loan officers we have. Mm-hmm. But I would say that 50% of our customers uh, felt comfortable enough to leave us a five-star Google rating mm-hmm. and wrote something about us, even mm-hmm. named our loan officers by name. Mm-hmm. And that's because we take the time to not only teach them about how to maneuver the customer experience, but mm-hmm. how to make sure that their people feel comfortable through that entire journey. And for me in this market, that is, you know, that is one of the top, top priorities for any successful MLO to, to really make it. And in return for a company like mine to, to thrive. Mm-hmm. And speaking of this market, a year ago, we were coming out of a, a very hot, hot market, especially for, for refinances, um, where you could dip your toe in a water and, and you know, get, get refis right now. And now, you know, starting a company in a much more competitive purchase market, a contracting market in many ways, you know, how are, what ways do you see that competition kind of manifesting itself? So it's funny, everyone asks the same question of me mm-hmm. in a very, you know, different way why would you go do this now when you knew the market was going to go was yeah. going to change wouldn't you want to be somewhere stable and i say to everybody this market volatility in my mind is the perfect time to do it because mm-hmm. you get a couple of advantages if you look at it the right way listen interest rates are going up we know mm-hmm. we've seen it over the last couple of days and the fed already made the announcement that you know they expect rates to rise again in march so mm-hmm. Uh, if I priced out a loan yesterday on some of the websites out there, I was already seeing rates in the in the low to mid fours. And I'm thinking by March, April, we're going to see those rates go up another, how much, uh, however much they're going to go up. Maybe yeah. it'll be in the mid fours to high fours. Right. Uh, we don't know. But um, that's a perfect time because mm-hmm. those refis that you used to be able to get by dipping your toe in the water and, yeah. you know, there was 10 deals for you. They're, they're dried up, right? They're, they're mm-hmm. already dried up. It's not drying up. They're dried up. Yeah. And so, you know, I see market consolidation as an opportunity for mm-hmm. not only myself to go out there and say, hey, Mr. MLO, let me teach you how to grow your purchase business. Let me mm-hmm. teach you of all the places I know of to get business that has to happen rather than business that wants to happen. And this way, you can still maintain, um, you know, your income levels, you can maintain a book of business. So I see opportunity there for MLOs. And I see opportunity, opportunities there for companies like mine to, to actually take advantage of market consolidation and companies eating other companies or just companies that may have to fold or shutter because they built their business on refis. And I mean, you're seeing Ello and overall staff layoffs every other day. So in some ways, it's probably a much more friendly hiring environment for loan officers than it was a year ago. Absolutely. I Mm -hmm. recently hired a service to uh, get me in front of a few LOs to Mm -hmm. uh, interview. And the first couple of weeks, I was not seeing traction. And then about two weeks ago, I got flooded. And I can't keep up with the interviews. People are very excited about my comp program. People are very excited about a a new space Mm -hmm. to be in. And since we focus on uh, the non-QM space, people are excited to be able to do those kinds of loans where the Mm -hmm. conventional rates um, 
you know, maybe pushing them out of the easy market that they had. Right. So you're not necessarily competing on price in much the same way that you would in a, in a QM loan. Right. So, you know, and to put that in perspective, even though 85% of my business last year was conventional conforming, uh, mm-hmm. my business partner and I, uh, we have a, a really hefty background in the non-QM spaces. Mm-hmm. So when I started my career, it was in non-QM. Yeah. And that was the first eight years of my life. So, um, you know, we know this space really well. We know those products really well. And mm-hmm. as an added thought just came to my mind, I've already seen about 10 to 15 deals that are fallouts from other lenders who've called mm-hmm. me and said, hey, Roy, I can't do this. Is there any right. way you can help? Yeah. Well, that's great. And I think that's, that's the important thing for any business is really carving out that niche. Too. And one of the things that I know you, you publish and, and put out a lot on social media is kind of partnerships with realtors and helping realtors, right? So what does that look like? You know, how do you help your loan officers get those realtor partnerships and have that be a fruitful relationship? So I'm, I'm a firm believer in connections, connections, yeah. connections. You've mm-hmm. got to have them. So how do we help those realtors? First of all, we get out there and we, we do the teaching so that they can understand what products mm-hmm. are available to them, mm-hmm. what we can offer clients that they may have in their book of business who, may, who they may think are not ready to purchase, but mm-hmm. we can get them to a space where they're ready to purchase. Right. And you know, a lot of times people look at that and they say, Roy, aren't you just doing the same thing that we were doing back in 2006 and isn't that gonna blow up? Well, you know, with all the rules that came into place over the right. last decade, um, it's not as easy to do the way it was back in yeah. 2005, 2006. Um, mm-hmm. And on top of that, being able to refer back to my realtors on a regular basis so that they can take on new clients, that's another big thing. Like I, I send people to realtors, even if that mm-hmm. borrower is an 800 score borrower and they're not going to do their loan through me. You know, they can go right to their bank or maybe they're a high net worth person doing business with their private client banking. Right. And so I know I'm not going to get that deal, but I also know that that realtor is going to remember me because I've experienced that the real estate market and realtors in general, um, you know, they've got a hundred people like me that call them and that try to get, you know, into their, into their mix and into their rotation. So you've really got to provide something of value. So what do I tell my LOs? is to make sure that they're able to teach and coach the realtors and mm-hmm. provide an actual place and, and a home of value to them, uh, somewhere they can go to answer questions and, yeah. and to be able to, to really relay with their customers. I also tell them, do it for free. If yeah. your realtor needs something from you, just do it for free. Mm-hmm. Honestly, one day it'll come back to you and that'll be fine. I, uh, I learned something really, really, um, uh, um, I want to say that stuck with me mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. And it was from my old boss. And she said it to me once. She said, Roy, you, you, uh, you want to get a little bit from a lot. And that's actually the basis of what I do here, right? Yeah. I have a lot of MLOs and I'm taking a little bit and they're getting a lot of it, but there's a lot of them. So my little bit yeah. counts for something when there's a lot of right. them. You want a small piece of a really big pie. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So we first started working together when you were on the technology side for your old company. So I'd be remiss not to talk to you about technology, especially now as a smaller 
lender trying to compete with bigger folks out there, you know, and your tech stack, I'm sure looks a lot different than it did, you know, a year or two years ago. Um, how are you approaching that? What has surprised you about, you know, looking at the technology out there, particularly helping those smaller lenders compete with, you know, the rocket mortgages of the world? Sure. So actually, that's something that we've had to really, really dive into over the last year. Mm -hmm. Listen, there are so many services out there. You've just got to take the time to look. I tell people that are my peers all the time, take the calls. If the salesperson's calling you, just take the call. It's going yeah. to be five or 10 minutes. And listen, you're not getting a hundred of them a day. You might be getting five. And if you've got 10 minutes for five people, that's 50 minutes out of your whole day, you can listen. Maybe one of those things is going to be something that you want to talk mm -hmm. about more. But that being said, I have found point of sale systems that I've never heard of before that mm -hmm. I feel are amazing and better yeah. than the ones that I was using before. Mm -hmm. I have found an LOS that is not the, uh, you know, the industry norm LOS. Mm -hmm. And I find it to be that much easier to use, uh, mm -hmm. as you know, because we're we're vendor partners with you. Yep. Um, you know, I was able to do all the API connection work and that I did that myself. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, coming from a big corporate environment, I never had to think about that. So now I push the buttons and put it together and make sure it works, mm -hmm. test it and then release it to the team and then teach them how to use it. But so you've got all these different smaller mm -hmm. companies with great product. You just mm -hmm. really have to get in front of them and be able to see what they're able to offer. So yeah, the POS, there, there's so many of them out there. The LOS, there's so many of them out there that, that mm -hmm. are great. Um, we're not using anybody on the closing side yet um, because we're a correspondent lender. We right. really just get up to the, uh, the underwriting part and then we kind of mm -hmm. hand it off. And uh, our correspondent partner takes care of the rest of the, uh, the world. But, um, you know, services like Lodestar. Lodestar is an amazing service. People sometimes, uh, you know, they, they, I would say five years ago, they were going for a big name and they didn't know you yet. And now you're just as big a name as everybody else out there. And that's great. Uh, there are other companies, tax, tax return uh, review, and, uh, you know, being able to turn that information around quickly. Um, bank statements, um, uh, paycheck stubs, whatever it is, there's some way to be able to speed through that using different OCR technologies, mm -hmm. different calculation methods that are proprietary to these companies. So from a tech stack, from a tech stack perspective, um, I have really utilized some new players mm -hmm. and I've been able to reap the benefit of utilizing those new players. And the best part about getting in with new players at the beginning is that you know I'll sign a multi-year contract that may lock me into their their price when they're an unknown versus yep. when they get to be the big guy, uh, you know I'm going to be paying an arm and a leg to keep yeah. them. Well, they always say you don't get fired for uh, hiring IBM, right? The big blue guarantee. You kind of went the, the opposite route. So when you're looking at some of these newer companies um, in, in a different technology to incorporate into your tech stack, what, what are the kind of your checklist? What are the things you go through when evaluating if it's going to work or not? So I can tell you when you're at a big company, it's mm -hmm. really about, you know, checking the boxes, making sure they fit everything. For me, it's a mm -hmm. lot different. Um, I called you. You know why? Because mm -hmm. I know your service level is impeccably amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, I called um, my credit provider who, 
you know, provides me services through Meridian Link, uh, which is almost what every credit provider uses. But um, mm -hmm. I chose them because the service level was there. So being yeah. a small company like mine, it's really important that I can pick up the phone and get in touch with the right person. Um, I don't have the time, the capability, or the want to take on the expense of sitting on hold, putting in an email request. Yeah. One of the best things about my LOS is that the ticket service is right inside the loan. If mm -hmm. something's wrong, I type it in there and it's mm -hmm. almost like a chat. They yeah. fix it right through the chat and they walk me through it. They can screenshot me as I'm stuck. They can see the errors. Um, they are, they're one of the better LOSs I've ever worked with. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll say their name, lending pad. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah, we've had, we've had lending great. pad on the podcast before they're a partner of ours. Yeah. They're, they're great. I think they're filling a, a big need in the market for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. Amazing. And I, I, I love the way they have it set up. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. And I think, um, you know, you, you spoke a little bit to the interconnectivity of all of these pieces and how easy that is for you. And I think that's always a big concern with, you know, getting attracted by the shiny new ball, you know, a new technology is great, but if it doesn't play with everything else, what good is it? Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. Absolutely right. That's actually one of the biggest things you have to worry about when you're mm -hmm. looking at these players, mm -hmm. you've got to say, Hey, is that going to disrupt yeah. my current workflow? My LOs love the tech stack we put together. And that's another thing we do is we let the LOs see and touch and mm -hmm. feel yeah. what the next big thing that we're going to add to the tech stack is before we do it. And then we take their feedback. So it's not just me and my business partner sitting here and saying, hey, um, yeah. we think this will work. It's, hey, guys, try this out. See if it makes sense to you. Tell me what's wrong with it. I really want your opinion. And then... Let's make a decision. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's that's the way to do it because I always say we're not going to figure out the answer when I'm dealing with myself, my business partner, even our directors. Right? You need to talk to the clients and you need to talk to the users. Um, right. So, um, last question I had, kind of along that vein, I know you had mentioned. Um, I think just a few weeks ago, you had your return to social media for you know 2022. Right? Is the way yeah. you've utilized social media changed now with the move? You know, how do you view that for yourself, for your loan officers um, going forward? I got to tell you, social media is such an imperative part of doing business now. And for those people that aren't using it and using it to yeah. their best advantage, I implore you to figure out how to do that. But I give you a great example. I have a loan officer and he has a little TikTok channel that he puts out and it's called Mortgage Mondays hosted by Mortgage Loan Joe. And he does a lot of funny little TikToks and, you know, it's still within all the regulatory requirements. He doesn't do any rates. He doesn't do anything like that. What he makes funny TikToks. I got to tell you, he's been doing TikToks now once a week for about uh, four months. And he has already done his third or fourth purchase deal that came right out of his yeah. TikTok comments. Wow. So amazing job. Uh, the social media aspect is important. And as leaders, you have to have a presence. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, my first post this year, and I took some time off from everything to get yeah. everything settled here, ready for my first full year. Sure. Um, and one of the really cool things that um, I, I did was I found myself something other than work to do, but I found a way to incorporate that. So in my next social media post, Jim, you're going to see 
I did a custom pair of Nike Air Force Ones and I made a little time-lapse video out of it. Nice. I cut the air off the bottom and I wrote more in there. And then I painted the sneaker so it's, yeah. you know, it's, it has the orange swoosh on it. That's so my company colors. Oh, but I did it all by hand and by myself. Yeah. And then I made the video out of it, put it on my YouTube channel, and I'm going to actually post it to LinkedIn and a few other places. Yeah. So as leaders, you've got to be able to show you know how to use it. You know you're out there. People want to see that. I get more hits on social media for, hey, Roy, what do you do? Hey, Roy, um, I saw your post and I really thought it was interesting. And that garners a lot of new followers. Mm -hmm. Plus, it has gotten me a handful of interviews, which has been great. Yeah, I think you touched on the point at the end there with the interviews. That's been the biggest for me, both a year into the podcast now, you know, personally posting on, on LinkedIn and doing things like that. I get, we don't necessarily get clients from it in the same way, but the number of times it's come up in an interview of someone saying, you know, I like what you're doing. I want to work for a company like this, or I listen to your podcast. I'm glad you're a real person. I feel like I know you now going into this interview. And also you can just see, you know, it's a screening way. Like you have so much out there about yourself that if someone's interviewing you and they haven't done that 20 minutes of homework to hear anything you put out, you know, you, you, kind, you kind of have your answer there as well. So I think it's really, it's a really good recruiting method is what, what I've found. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, mm -hmm. and I agree with you 100%. You got to spend a couple of minutes, figure it out, figure out who you're talking to, and then be able to go into that conversation yeah. confidently and, mm -hmm. and knowing that uh, you have that information, you can yeah. use it. I find like it, it's important though, to your point to do it authentically. Like you have to, one of the things I've done is we moved into a new office this spring um, and I finally have an office that I can decorate. So I put all sorts of things up and just sharing those little office things um, I get way more views than anything else I do that's a little more work related or sharing our content or anything like that. Just no, showing, my, like, showing my Star Wars picture that I have hanging in my office is going to get more attention than anything else. And it's authentic. I like having that stuff up. I like, you know, it's a lot about, about me. You're absolutely right. One of, your, uh, one of your posts, and I don't remember what platform I saw this on, probably LinkedIn, but I think it was of your family and you have uh, other entrepreneurs before you. And you had the, the, yeah. the pictures on the wall. So I thought that was really cool. And it was interesting. I zoomed in on the pictures trying to say, hey, what did they do, yeah. you know? And I, I thought that was really cool. And yeah, it, it made me more interested in, in reading and, and looking mm -hmm. at it and just, you know, giving you, the, giving you the view that you need that gets you the traction and gets you yeah. the algorithm that gets you more views. Well, there's that. And then it's also just like sharing something that matters to you, right? Opposed to, you know, just, you know, trying to retweet stuff or trying to, you know, get that original kind of sales pitch. The authenticity is absolutely yeah. important. You've got yeah. to be true to who you are. Yeah. And then everything else will fall in line mm -hmm. as far as your company, yeah. your work, your associates, your colleagues. But that authenticity is so important. I can't tell you how much you hit that on the head. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100%. Well, I think from a, a um, perspective of posting and being consistent with it, if you don't find something you enjoy doing and have you know, something that's authentic and something that doesn't feel like work. Like I'm sure you making your own, you know, Air Jordans does not feel like work, right? But you're able to use that for that. So I think the way you can transfer any sort of fun thing to what you can do professionally and showing a little bit about yourself is great. And I think that's the key, right? Because if it feels like a task or a box to check, you're going to give up eventually. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, you know, listen, when I wanted to do the custom 
Air Force Ones. I wasn't because I wanted to do custom Air Force Ones. I always watch those videos online and I'm always like, wow, that's so cool. What a great design. I'm not that guy. But I thought to myself, let me give it a shot because I always wanted to try it. And that's when I thought, and let me incorporate it into work. So I got, I gave myself a shot to try to custom make a pair of sneakers. And I was also able to incorporate that into work. So when I do put it up, hashtag more, hashtag yeah. mortgage, whatever it is, you know. Is and, that going and, to be know. the sales prize for the best performing LO this year, right? They get their own uh, uh, Roy George made uh, <laughs> Air Force Ones. Yeah, maybe that'll be right. Hey, listen, yeah. I showed some pictures to the guys here and the girls here. And uh, there's one woman who works here uh, and she has an unbelievable collection of sneakers. And yeah. so, um, yes, I think, uh, you know, that might actually be a thing for my team. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I can't wait to see the picture. Do you find though, when new loan officers start, or maybe someone who's more seasoned in the industry, they struggle with kind of getting in that app posting or how to do that? Like, how are you kind of trying to help a loan officer do that who may not be super comfortable? Uh, so that's where I was talking about leadership and having those yeah. posts out there. You know, as leaders and people at, you know, leadership level roles, maybe you can't do the fun mortgage loan yeah. Joe type of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe you have to make yours a little bit more professional because maybe your audience is a slightly different, but uh, I show them what I do. I give them ideas on what they can do. Um, I, I tell them to try it once or a lot of the times for the people here, I ask mortgage loan Joe to go ahead and show them or help them or yeah. bring them onto one of his posts. And that way they get an idea of how he's doing it and it helps mm -hmm. them along to get theirs rolling. Yeah. Um, so I have another one, uh, one of my MLOs and uh, she has a TikTok page or an Instagram page called mm -hmm. Own More with Bianca. And mm -hmm. you know, these are, these are great little tools that they have to show open houses, to show yeah. um, you know, what they're doing or maybe just to, repost the news today you know uh fha may be considering a cut to mortgage insurance premiums and, and post that in a fun way yeah no i think that's great in finding the medium that makes sense for them whether it be tiktok or written word or you know videos or audio so it's just there's a lot out there you just have to figure out how to use it absolutely you you've got to be able to leverage what's out there and you know social media is one of the biggest things you can leverage right yeah. now yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, always a pleasure to have you on. It's always a very fast half hour uh, when we're chatting. Um, is there is there anything else you you kind of want to promote, plug, mention? No, no. You know, hashtag more, M-O-R lending and, uh, you know, morlending.com. That's us. And we're here and, you know, we're here to help. And if you've got your loan out there and it's not working wherever you are, or if you're a loan officer somewhere and you need help with a deal that you might lose, hey, give us a call. Awesome. Well, Roy, thanks so much for having uh, coming on. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to see you guys as well. Jim, thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, take care. Have a good one.